Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. I'm your host, Jim Barron. You are in the gymnasium on this Saturday, the 4th of March already. We got a busy day of sports to talk about. We're going to be breaking down the lightning. What's wrong with them this past week? They're in a slump, to say the least. Are you concerned? I'm not. I'm going to tell you why I'm not when we come back. We're going to be talking about the Rays and, of course, some NCAA basketball. It's March Madness on the horizon here. The number, 877-448-7901. JimmyBSports.com. If you want to shoot us an email that way, let me know what you're thinking. If it's any good, we'll get it on the show. We'll be right back to kick it off on Power 90.1. Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? Stop overpaying and call right now. Paid for by Steel Man Pills. 800-750-9886. 800-750-9886. 800-750-9886. That's 800-750-9886. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Hopefully everyone had a great weekend. Their weekend's off to a good start. Hopefully the Lightning can get back on the winning ways up in Buffalo in about three hours, two hours and a half from now. After the tough week that they've had, the trade deadline's over, obviously. Now it's time for them to gel and get ready for the playoffs. Now, a lot of people are saying it's been a bad week for them. They're not playing well. They've lost three out of the last four games. That's true. Actually, they're two, three, and three in the last eight games. So... They're not playing lightning hockey the way that we're used to it. But now, a couple things to remember. One of them, the teams that we're playing are fighting for the playoffs. So when you're playing teams like Detroit and Buffalo and the Panthers and Pittsburgh, like we just did, those are teams that are playing for their lives right now, trying to get into the playoff picture. We have already... Uh, secured a playoff berth and does that give us a reason to not play as well no no it doesn't but from a mental standpoint there isn't that intense urgency to win today when you get out there on the ice versus no you have to go out there and win so looking at what the team has done let's look at the last game they played pittsburgh we lost five to four there was an overtime defeat on thursday night i thought the team actually played pretty well i thought they played well enough to win so why didn't we win well the defense right now is a little bit of a thorn in our side we're trying to find a way to put a couple pairs back there on the defense and give Vasilevsky a little bit of some help Vasi, he's not himself it's not a couple games now he's definitely not playing as well as he can play yeah we came back we beat uh, the, the Red Wings three zip he looked good in that game and then of course he was off and uh we got hammered by pittsburgh seven to three with elliott between the pipes and then we lost four to one to carolina with vasilevsky there and again five to four thursday night with the big cat 
in the goal, in the net. So what's going on? Well, a couple of things. Number one, like I said, we are going to go as far as possible in the Stanley Cup playoffs that our defense allows us to go. And that's been, you know, up and down all year long. And that might be the Achilles heel if you want to talk about a weakness on this team. Every year, the Lightning go through the same thing right around the All-Star break, maybe right after or right before, where they have a little bit of a lull and it shows in the games. Now, there's no excuse for effort. I do think that the effort is there 99% of the time. Was it there last um game against the Penguins? Absolutely. We definitely played well enough to win that game. And I believe uh, Cooper said the same thing if I heard the press conference correctly afterwards. Now the scoreboard doesn't lie. We did lose 5-4 to four in overtime. Picked up a point for that effort. Uh, not the two points that we want though. I had mentioned that we're 2-3-3 three, and three in the last eight games. And that's not really the way that you want to play if you're the Lightning getting ready for the playoff. There's still a lot of time left, and now we picked up Janot. I think that's a good pickup for us. He's going to fit into things nicely. As a matter of fact, he had one of the four goals that we had on Thursday night. He scored first. Point had a goal. Stamkos had a nice goal, and so did Hedman. So if you're looking at the team right now, from an offensive standpoint, I will say this. We need Kucherov to score more goals. Kucherov is someone who is, he'd rather have an assist than go out there and score some goals. And that's why he has so many assists this year. I, I believe um, somewhere around 64, 65 right now. And also, as far as the points go, He's one of the lead leakers at, at, at 87 points as well. Talking about points, Braden Point is definitely the glue, the cog, the quarterback, the point guard that makes this team go. In my opinion, he's the most important person on this team right now. I've said that for you know, probably the last year, and I still say and I maintain that if he was healthy, for the Stanley Cup last year, we would have won that series against Colorado and won our third cup in a row. We didn't. He wasn't able to play. And that's past. Now we're looking towards the future. So as long as Point stays healthy, I don't know of anyone playing better than him right now in the league, with the exception, of course, of Connor McDavid, who's in a you know, league of his own right now. He's in a different sphere from everyone else. But other than him, he's, he's playing as well, if not better, than everyone else. Is anyone really playing bad? No, I don't think anyone's really playing bad. We do need some better play out of several people but when you look at this when you look at the lightning right now you have mental lapses maybe some bad passes getting the ball out of the defensive zone getting the puck out of the defensive zone i should say uh sometimes we make some bad passes which causes uh the other team to have uh, the ability to get set up sooner and they take advantage of it sometimes. So, like I mentioned, we're still searching for some defensive pairs back there. I think that you know, we're going to keep on trying some different uh, pairings and see what happens. The trade deadline came and went. It was as of 4 o'clock yesterday. So, nothing, nothing further 
as far as that goes, and I think that we're okay. Um, I don't think that we need anybody else out there. We have the strong core that we had, the championship core that we had for the last several years, and we're definitely good enough to win the whole thing this year. And is it going to happen? The, the Stanley Cup is the hardest championship to win in all of sports. You have grueling seven-game series. And I think that if you look at it, uh, it's really the, 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 the toughest challenge in any of the sports to go out there and walk away with the cup, the Stanley Cup, after everything's all said and done. Those guys are done. They're, they're, they're beat up. They're exhausted. And... Uh, the last person, last team standing is always the one that is writing some great defense and some hot goaltending, which talk about goaltending with Vasilevsky. Again, you can't expect him to go out there and stand on his head every game. The, the you know, momentum that this team has, they're going to build to a crescendo, getting ready for the playoffs. So if they lose a couple games here and there, and maybe Vassy's not as sharp as he should be, and I'm not you know, giving him a pass, he really hasn't been. A couple goals that get by him that really, you know, really shouldn't have. And, you know, sometimes puck luck determines the outcomes of these games. And, and saying that, it's not always about... The, getting the two points and getting the victory. Sometimes you want to go out there and just have the team work on some things that you went over in practice for the last week. You've always things that a coach will say, we need to improve on this aspect of it. And you go out there and hopefully that during the course of that game, you see some improvement in those areas. This is our first three-game losing streak of the season. You don't see that very often, obviously, with the Lightning. And, you know, are we going to lose a couple more? Yeah, I, I think we are. But we're going to win more than we lose. And come playoff time, we're going to go out there. And nobody wants to play us in a seven-game series. Nobody. So... And don't forget, the effort, it's not as though the effort wasn't there. We actually came back from deficits three different times in that Pittsburgh game on Thursday night uh, and took it to overtime and unfortunately lost on that on the 4-4, four 4-on-4 four, four four in the overtime. And again, that game's done. It's, it's, it's water under the bridge. So now it's time to move on. I will maintain that Kucherov is a magician out there. And I think sometimes he overthinks some things. He's, he's one of those guys that seems to me he's always thinking two, three, four steps ahead. And sometimes you miss the opportunity to take the shot, especially in the power play. Now, we're going to talk about us not being able to score in the power play. However, we did have five out of five power play kills against Pittsburgh so on the power play, we're going to score. We're one of the better teams. I think we're in the top two or three, actually, in power plays scoring for us. We just didn't do that against the losses that we've had recently. And, you know, but a couple of things I do see, you see point coming to the middle a little bit more. And when you have Stamkos on one wing and Kucherov on the other and uh, now Hedman up top or and point slide into the middle. It really creates some problems for the other team. 
when playoff hockey comes around, you're going to see us checking better. We haven't really done that. You know, you have to sacrifice your body in so many ways in this sport. And I would rather us get some more chemistry and not get any injuries. I don't want to see I don't want to see an injury to anyone on any team for that matter, but especially with the Lightning right now, if we can get into the playoffs on a healthy note, I love our chances. Um, it's something that I didn't like though watching this game against Pittsburgh on Thursday night. It's it's really tough for me to see all the opposing teams fans in our stadium or in our arena. You know, the game was sold out. There were some empty seats, but talking to a couple people that were at the game, 70% of the fans there were in black and gold, believe it or not. And I'm watching the game on TV and, and I'm hearing when Pittsburgh would score, it sounded as though the Lightning scored. And I'm thinking, what the heck's going on? So that's something. And I understand it because down here, there are so many fans from different areas that end up moving down here or in the area on vacation, wanted to go to a game. It is the best ticket around. I get that. But in saying that, I know a lot of Lightning fans are also selling their tickets to some of these games because the opposing team's fans are willing to go out there and and pay money to go see the games. And like I said, it's understandable because if you look for the last four or five years, come playoff time, these tickets aren't, aren't exactly cheap. So you have Lightning fans that are probably spending... Oh, you could spend up to you know forty thousand, fifty thousand dollars on playoff tickets. So yeah, they're selling their tickets right now to the opposing team's fans to be able to you now subsidize the, the the tickets that we're going to get once the playoffs start. Rest assured, that seventy percent that was there on Thursday night, it's not going to happen. We're going to be ninety five percent Lightning fans at Amelie as well. It should be so. It'll be a whole different animal, and that's just some of the things that you have to keep into perspective when we're talking about the bolts. So I'm still very high on the Lightning. I think that uh, you're going to see a team playoff ready, and when that time comes, we're going to make a, a nice run for that cup again. 877-448-7901, jimmybsports.com. Shoot me an email. We'll be right back to keep the show going. You are in the gymnasium on Power 90.1. The Property Shop, your one-stop shop for all of your real estate needs. Looking for homes for sale or rent in the Tampa market? Text HOMES to 71441. That's HOMES to 71441. The Property Shop is a full-service realty and management company with a team of partners to give you that extra peace of mind. The Property Shop is truly your one-stop shop, providing stellar service in all areas of realty. And right now, new home buyers will receive a one-year home protection warranty for that extra peace of mind on your next big purchase. More info online at The Property shopusa.com or 813-655-5000. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, Rays fans. So the boys of summer are back here in the spring. Saw the first game, uh, the first home game they played at the Trop the other day and it was kind of surprising to me. They had, I guess, 2,500 people there. The, Of course, the lights are low so the pitchers can 
uh, throw some good pitches. Zach Eflin looked really good for us. Of course, he came from the Phillies, and he's definitely going to help this team. He struck out three of the four batters that he faced. If you look at the rotation, the starting rotation, I think, and of course, this all depends on them staying healthy, which of course didn't get off to a good start there when you had Tyler Glass now with an oblique injury. But when you look, when he comes back, you're going to have him, Shane McClanahan, Rasmussen, uh, Jeffrey Spring, Zach Eflin. That's a heck of a starting rotation. And then, of course, our mid-relievers and bullpen have always been in the top uh, couple of the league every year. So from a pitching standpoint, I really think that the Rays are going to be good as always as we try to get into the postseason for I think it's the fifth straight year. It'll come down to our bats like it has been and we'll get as far as we go based on the production on the offensive side of things. When you look at spring training so far, only a couple games have been played, but it's good to see the likes of Luke Rayleigh out there getting some at-bats. Uh, he looks pretty good. couple of home runs. Uh, you look at Josh Lowe out there. Uh, Bruhan is having a decent spring training. Uh, Rosarina hit one out. Um, Harold Ramirez, couple hits. Margot. So if you look at the team that we had last year, uh, Francisco Mejia, Wander Franco, of course. Those guys, when they get into their stride, which it'll take a while, of course, but I think that, as always with this team, you have a group of players that support each other. Yeah, there's, there's always one or two incidences. You know, maybe if you go back to um, the Margot or Rosarina incident in the parking lot, still don't have all the details on that. And some people say it definitely uh, caused a little bit of a rift in the locker room during the season, the end of last year. And that could have come into, you know, the lack of production at the plate, uh, with those two and basically everyone else come the end of the year in the playoffs. But I think that, you no, know, they'll get things worked out as far as that goes. Cash is a pretty good manager when it comes to getting all of the personalities on the same page. And like I said so many times with the Rays, they definitely have the, the, the program card on how to get to the playoffs. That's been proven the last several years, like we mentioned, and it's gonna come down to whether or not they have the desire and they have the ability to project further than that. You know, you have to be able to see it in your mind's eye first before it comes to reality in really anything. But we're talking about the Rays right now. I'm hoping that Kevin Cash and the, the staff are planting seeds in these players' minds right now that, yes, we have goals to achieve, whether it be the American League East uh, title, first of all, then the playoffs, getting to the uh, championship game, then getting to the World Series, and then ultimately winning the whole thing. Now, that's something that it's a process. We've taken that first step many times now in the last several years. Now it's a matter to get over that hump. In order to do that, you have to retrain your thinking a little bit, and that's up to the managers to be able to instill that picture in the mind's eye of these players. And when you have uh, the, the players on the team that we mentioned, I think it's going to be a good year for Franco. I think a Rosarina is going to come into his own. You know, Christian Bentoncourt may be around to help out. And Marco Ramirez, all those guys. Um, 
if they're able to go out there and play together like they have, I really think that we can win the American League East. Now, there are some outside things going on with the stadium, of course, that always seems to be hanging over the heads of the Rays. Uh, Quite honestly, it's tough sometimes, I would imagine, as a player to have to turn the radio on or open up a, a sports page in the newspaper and see some of the goings-ons here with the stadium issues there. Uh, for the life of me, and I will say this again, I believe that the stadium should be built in Hillsborough County. I think Major League Baseball agrees with that fact. I actually think that the owner, Stu Sternberg, the, the, the partner thinks that it should be in Hillsborough. But what he's doing from a business standpoint, which now, I, I guess you can't blame him. It's, it's, it's business. So he's trying to get the most financial help he can get. And does he care if it's from St. Pete and Pinellas County or Tampa with, Hill, with Hillsborough County? No, he doesn't really care who it's from as long as he gets that. Now, Hillsborough County isn't going to go out there and hand him no, a tax exemption for the stadium like Pinellas is looking to do. I mean, I really think that the, the mayor down there in St. Pete is ready to give away the keys to the city to be able to have this team build that stadium there. Don't forget, the first pitch is going to be in April of 2028, which means it takes about, I don't know, I'd say three, three and a half years from start to finish to build a stadium, which means that by the end of this year and going into next year, it really needs to be finalized where it's going to be. I think it's still up in the air. I know that St. Pete, they're doing the the research right now. The, the, the city had gone with their bid to look at the building a stadium right next to where it is right now. And I just don't see it. Why would you compound the mistake that you've already made you can build a new stadium and i think that you know it'll be all shiny and new for the first couple months but then you can still go back to the same problem with the demographics as far as the population it makes zero sense to me to go back to having the stadium where it is where you're getting 10,000 people a night, maybe, if you're lucky, during the week. You get more when the Sox are in town or the Yankees are in town. But other than that, you really don't have the the fan support in St. Pete. Is it because of the stadium? Well, I, I will say that I think the Trop is probably the worst stadium in the league. I haven't been to all of them, so I can't say firsthand, but from what I hear, what I read, and from having the players, we can't get good players as far as uh, offensive hitters sometimes in free agency or trades because they don't want to go into the optics of the dome and hit. It's very hard for the players to hit in that sub no subterranean stadium. It's underground to begin with. There's always, you have the O-rings, you have the, the upper deck, you have there's so many issues going on that I'm glad they're going to build something else, but I really think that it needs to be in an area that can support the team. The players want to see fans there. 
you know, you talked about the Lightning. Do you think that they don't know the difference when you're playing a team like the Pittsburgh when 70% of the fans are from the other team, that that doesn't affect them mentally somehow? I, I think it does. And same way with the Rays. It affects them when there's only eight, nine, ten thousand people in the in the trough there. And then when they do have huge crowds, it's either you know, because of a giveaway item possibly or because the opposing team is in town and all of their fans are being drawn out into the stadium to go ahead and and see their team playing. So I think it's frustrating. As as huge as a market as Tampa is, I think it's the eighth eighth or ninth in the country as far as um the, the ratings go for, for TV. Now, TV is huge. There's a lot of people that will watch the Rays play. There's a lot of people that won't go to the game because of the traffic getting there or even worse, coming back after the game, coming back to Hillsborough County or wherever they're coming from. Uh, we've said many times that the, that the stadium should be built in a more fan-friendly Location, Ybor City. I know that there's still plans, they're still looking at that. And believe me when I tell you, if you think it's a done deal that the stadium's going to be in St. Pete, I'm here to tell you that I think you're wrong. I do believe that when it's all said and done and Sternberg gets his best offer from St. Pete and then comes back to Hillsborough, if Ken Hagen and the committee here in Hillsborough County can put together a win-win situation for Sternberg, the Rays organization, the county of Hillsborough, and everything else, then I think that all things equal, everyone would rather the stadium be in Hillsborough County, somewhere in that downtown area, around the port, somewhere by Ybor, and I think that that would be a great situation, a smaller stadium. Fans would come from you know, I-4 to spill off right there. They would come from the northern counties. And yet they'd still come up from St. Pete, up 275 there to, to the stadium. So that's the place for it to be. Will it happen? I'm going to keep my fingers crossed. And I hope that as we start going, breaking down spring training more and more, that we get some good news of some uh, other goings-ons for some positive um, headway here in, in Hillsborough County. And like I said, things really do need to be firmed up by the end of this year, and I hope that happens. 877-448-7901, sportsatpower901.com is the email. Take a quick break and be right back to keep the show going. Here's a real-life story that affects 50% of all of us out there. It's called divorce. If you've gotten divorced and now you're struggling to pay your bills and your credit card debts are completely out of control, you need to call this special debt relief hotline right now. We help people with all kinds of money problems caused by different life challenges, a divorce, a job loss, even heavy medical bills. Paid for by Debt.com. Call now at 800-810-4086. 800-810-4086. 800-810-4086. That's 800-810-4086. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Staying with baseball for a second. As you know, 
there's been some rule changes for the start of the 2023 season here. And listening to some people, some of these other shows, and um, all you hear is that it's so great for baseball and it's going to definitely you know, help from a fan's perspective and uh, all those good things. I, I don't know, maybe it's me, but I, I don't agree with that. And let me, first of all, before I say my opinion, what the rule changes are. First of all, there's a pitch timer, you know, like a shot clock in basketball um, or in football where you have to you know, make sure you get the snap off before the time expires. Now there's a 15-second pitch timer with bases empty, and that goes up to 20 seconds with runners on base. So... The hitter gets one timeout per plate appearance, but he must be in the batter's box with eight seconds left on that timer. Okay. The second rule is, was, is that, you know, pitchers get two disengagements, which is either a pickoff attempt or a step off per batter. Violations of that are a balk. Limits on pickoff attempts led to 26% increase in stolen base attempts in the minors. Pitch timer helped reduce game length by 25 minutes in the majors. So what we're looking at is a 25-minute delay of the game, a shorter game, by putting these rule changes in place. Now, there's more. There's shift restrictions. So first of all, you remember you used to be able to put you no know, four people, five people on one side of the infield. If you had a right-handed batter up, you'd put them on the on the left side and vice versa. Well, now you have new rules where two infielders must be positioned on either side of second base when the pitch is released. All four infielders must have both feet within the infield when the pitcher is on the rubber. Shift restrictions, increased batting average, and decreased strikeouts in the minors while giving players more opportunity to show off their athleticism is one of the reasons why they're saying uh, that this is going to be good. So, you know, increased batting average means there's more people on base. Uh, I don't understand how that makes the game go slower with more people on base. I don't know. We'll keep going. Bigger bases. First base, second base, and third base increased from 15 inches square to 18 inches square. So the bigger bases are expected to have a positive impact on player safety. Uh, I don't know if it's me or not, but if there's an object on the field that is a safety issue, they should fix it. But how does making that same object on the field larger improve player safety. To me, there's a larger chance of tripping on it or getting hurt if it's a bigger object. I don't know. Maybe it's me. Again, distance reduced by three inches from home to first and home to third. Reduced by 4.5 inches from first to second and second to third. Does the four and a half inches make a difference? I don't know. What they're saying is bigger bases reduced injury events near the bases by more than 13% in the minors in 2022. So those are the rule changes. You know, and if you look so far, there is already a game in spring training that was 
uh, affected by these rules. There was a tie game. It was 6-6 in the bottom of the ninth, and they called the batter uh, a violation, a, a strike. They assessed him, which made it the third strike, and he was out. It was a 6-6 game, bases loaded, bottom of the ninth inning. So, but yet the people I talk to all think that it's, it's really a great idea for baseball and um, it's going to help move the game along. And I, I don't understand it when they're worrying about moving the game along when so many people don't get to the game till the second inning anyway. They look at their phone for the next four innings and then they leave in the seventh inning. Uh, and they're worried about helping those people uh, reduce the time of the game. Uh, you spend all that money for tickets, for parking, for concessions. You know, maybe you want to stay there a little bit longer. Maybe you want to see a game. Uh, I'm not quite sure how it's going to uh, help help the sport. Is it going to help the players? Uh, we're going to see. Spring training game, Peralta for the Yankees struck out a Pittsburgh Pirate batter through three strikes. You know how long it took him to throw those three strikes? 20 seconds. So a batter goes up there, swings three times because of the shot clock, the pitch clock, I should say, strikes out in 20 seconds. That's what you want to see on the field as a fan? Let me know. JimmyBSports.com. Shoot me an email. Let me know if you think that it's a good thing to have that shot, that, that shot clock, the pitch clock, and the other changes with the larger bases and with the shift restrictions. To me, I would say that let the let the manager put the players where they want. They want to put eight people on one side of second base. Let them find a way to put the ball where they ain't. Isn't that the way it should be? I don't know, just my opinion. Again, 877-448-7901, sports at power901.com. Want to talk a little bit about some college basketball. This is going to be a championship week coming up for so many conferences. There are many teams uh, on the bubble right now. Next week is when you're going to see um, most of the conference championships take place. And then, of course, next Sunday will be the uh, selection committee doing their thankless job of putting all the teams together for the brackets for March Madness. Uh, Good luck to USF as they get ready to go up there to Texas for the AAC tournament, both the men's and women. The women are at one seed. I believe they're 26-5 and five this year, first in the AAC. They'll have a bye the first round. The, the women's tournament is um, Monday, finishing on Thursday. The men's will start on Thursday and finish on Sunday. So um, that's something good to follow. Hopefully uh, both the men and the women can do well. The women are definitely in the tournament on the ladies' side. The men, the Bulls are going to have to... Uh, um, probably win the tournament to have a chance to get in unless by some miracle they get an at-large bid if they maybe get to the final game. So we'll see. Guys, that's all the time we have. It always goes by too fast. I appreciate all the emails. We're going to get to some next week. Didn't have time to do it all this week. But um, I want to do here, I want to hear about the Lightning, what you think um, needs to be done to get them back on the winning ways. I want to know what you think about these rule changes for the baseball jimmybsports.com shoot me an email and we'll get it on the show next week guys have a great rest of the weekend as always stay vigilant be safe 
But above all, stay positive. We'll talk to you next week in the gymnasium.